despite heading for Los Angeles, LeBron is doing great things in Ohio. And the NBA announces an official partnership with a gambling outlet. And the Lakers unveiled new uniforms. This is the Wednesday edition of the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On NBA podcast. I've returned from hiatus. I'm Jake Madison, your co-host here on Wednesday, at Nola Jake on Twitter. You can find me, uh, all my writing over at LockedOnPelicans.com. Welcome back, Jake. We missed you. I'm John Corrales, co-host of the Locked On Celtics podcast. You can find my stuff on RedsArmy.com, Boston.com, and you can find me on Twitter, RedsArmy underscore John. So we're gonna kick, we're in this dead period of the offseason, which is kind of nice in a way because we're free to talk about whatever we want and anything we kind of like. And I really like this story about LeBron opening his I Promise School. And John, when you and I were talking about this before we started recording, this is just at like a time when you need a good story or something like that. This is definitely it. Yeah, LeBron is... We'll call him polarizing for some people. Uh, I and I can understand that there's a certain on on the court maybe distaste for him if you're a Cleveland fan or Miami fan or or whatever. Maybe you're just a fan of another team. You just say I just don't like LeBron. But off the court, I think there should be a very universal. Just I guess I don't want to say the wrong word. Awe. For uh, of what he's doing, I mean, I think that's a good is, word for it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I really just love what he's doing, um, and to give back to his community in such a big way, he has committed to educating children in Akron uh, for years and years and years. He's committed to giving kids free education, free college tuition at the University of Akron. Now he's built this school for kids, these at-risk kids. Not only that, but he's giving their parents GED opportunities so they can go yeah, while their kids are learning, their parents are learning. It's not just the kids. It's he's, he's improving these family lives in multiple generations now at this point. Yeah, and, and look, it's not like LeBron has the story of some other guys – where you know he was in a gang or anything like that. I mean, he had a, a pretty pretty solid childhood. His mother did a great job, you know, setting him on the right path. But it was tough. He talks about not having a dad. He talks about having those those difficulties, and he could have fallen into a really bad path. And the thing that a guy like LeBron should do when he reaches, especially when you're LeBron James and you've got you're one of the most marketable, one of the richest athletes in the world, is you go back and you start pulling the kids out of those situations and you give that, you go back to your community and start giving those kids who could also be on the wrong path an opportunity to get on the right one. And uh, I'm, I, just, I just love it. So many of these kids who, who go down the wrong path, all they need is something to occupy their time. All they need is somebody to say, hey, man, I care about you. I, I, I want to let, let's play music. Let's play basketball. Let's create art. Let's do something 
that's productive with your time. So many of these kids fall into gangs because it's the one thing, that one place where they are accepted, where they feel a sense of family. And for LeBron to give a lot of these kids a different outlet can change lives, not just by teaching them math and science and reading, by giving them a path to something positive, he can completely change lives. And I, I just think it's amazing. Yeah, you actually hit on something that's really big there. And I, I learned some of this when I was in college doing you know community service around the area. And I went to Tulane. And that's actually a requirement to graduate, particularly since post-Katrina. But one of the things we learned with that, with helping after-school programs, is it's like the number one thing to prevent these kids, as you say, kind of from getting off of the right path and ending up on this wrong one. It's, as you said, something to occupy their time. And this school that LeBron's doing, again, the I Promise School in Akron, is certainly doing it right now it's just third and fourth graders or second and third graders i'm messing it up probably here also this is his money and him giving back yes there's some partnerships with uh, uh chase bank and other places that are probably you, you know putting towards the potentially 105 million dollar commitment to send 2300 kids to school and then potentially do college because if they graduate with a 3.0 minimum gpa there well they're getting a full uh, it, all of their college at the university of akron is being paid for and that's amazing even if this i did you see it i think it maybe it was candace buckner or someone like that someone well actually her over this sort of thing which <laughs> i think is just maybe one of the more infuriating things i've seen in a while he's saying well maybe it hasn't worked you know what if this fails who cares? He tried, and that's better than doing nothing. And, like, let's be honest, this isn't going to completely fall on its face. And should it? LeBron doesn't exactly strike me as the kind of guy who just gives up and says, oh, well, whatever, let's, let's never touch this again. Maybe you learn from it. Maybe it serves as an example, and good can come out of it that way. I, I would be surprised if it fails. Um, maybe it doesn't expand to the level that it might uh, or the, the way they had hoped. Because eventually, I think they want to go K through eight uh, or or beyond, and so, but yeah, I, I agree with the look. LeBron is making the effort; he's going back and he's helping kids. Uh, I, I don't see, I don't see what the negative is, and and maybe people who are listening are sitting there saying, "All right, enough, enough, enough." But no, I don't think it's enough because this is something that we don't talk about enough. We don't talk about the good things, the charitable things that other players are doing and and maybe some players do it a little more quietly i think this there was always going to be a lot of hoopla around this uh this is important stuff and more than anything whatever he does with the lakers whatever legacy like you can hate lebron all you want i don't care about that this is uh, an amazing example to set forward uh i hope other players look players can do whatever they want with their money it's their lives they earned it i hope other players find ways to make these kinds of positive impacts, whether we know about it or not, to to give young children this opportunity to get away from a life that could be negative, to make them uh, do something positive with their lives. Whatever that positive is, maybe those kids end up becoming teachers. Maybe they stay in the community, become mentors to other kids. Maybe they find a way to give back. I mean, he's inspiring a lot of this next generation to to be something more than our system is set up to make them be. So I, I'm just thoroughly impressed with the effort. I'm thoroughly impressed with the thought process, the fact that he and, and his business team 
were able to put this together. An amazing school with all the supplies. All the kids get bikes. Yeah, everything Uniforms is, is provided. Too. Free transportation uh, to a certain extent. Just all of it. The financial commitment that he's putting forth or that he's going out and getting people to raise alongside him is just a truly wonderful thing to see. It's really kind of, as you said, as simple as that. And, you know, even if uh, these kids don't go on and become teachers or anything kind of like that and just have a good life, that's great. (laughs) Whatever it is. And look, I don't want to get political. That's not what we do here. Uh, I, I just want to stress the point that young men and women, boys and girls who fall into these lives, who fall into negative paths, aren't, they don't start as bad people. And when something like this comes up, to give them the path to something positive, that might be all they need. You know, gang members don't start out evil. They fall into that and they go down a wrong path and they turn into something that they probably shouldn't. They definitely shouldn't be doing, obviously. But my my point is, if you have an opportunity to follow a an example like what LeBron's doing and focusing on the children, do it. Any bit of mentoring that you can do, any bit of coaching you can do, any any little difference that you can make in a kid's life through basketball, through education, anything positive is a step in the right direction. So I I think that's something that it's a misconception that's out there. Again, I'm not making a political statement. I'm making a statement about young people needing direction. And maybe they don't have that opportunity at home, but we can make that difference in kids' lives through basketball, through education, through all of that. Yeah. And so, again, we don't want to get political on this. I'm just going to maybe end it on this and say I'm kind of happy LeBron just hasn't shut up and dribbled. So if you want to know more about your favorite team, it is in this dead period, but things are still going on around the NBA. And there's a locked on NBA podcast for you for all teams throughout the league. So make sure you search locked on Pelicans, locked on Celtics, locked on Lakers, locked on Cavs, whoever team is your favorite. We got a podcast for that. Just search wherever you get your podcast from. In more on-the-court type of news, John, the NBA announced a partnership with the MGM company, resorts, casinos, whatever you want to call them, making them the first official sports gambling kind of partner with them after the Supreme Court a couple months ago kind of removed the decision and has now paved the way for legalized sports betting. You and I have talked a little bit about this on the podcast before. This is a pretty big first step, though, for the NBA and trying to get this where they want it to be and where they think it's actually going to be a good thing for the game. Yeah, the NBA, I think, was scrambling a little bit because they they were actually against the Supreme Court decision that legalized the sports betting as it is right now. They wanted, I think, to to have it go through federal legislation. This way would have been easier because what they want is a cut. They want the one percent of the revenue that's bet on the NBA. This is their way of kind of getting that. What they're going to do with MGM Resorts is allow the MGM properties and the MGM gambling apps to use their real-time data, which the NBA will provide and will tout as the most accurate, the fastest real-time data, and they will get money for that. They'll also let MGM use their logos and stuff like that and promotional and up on the boards. So that gives them a little something extra. But it's that real-time data, I think, that the NBA is really – That's the biggest part of this. Yeah, they're they're really selling – 
that instantaneous, you know, block charge foul to, you know, something because the, the, the next big revenue stream for gambling is live app based in game betting. It's not about Celtics versus Pelicans. I'm going to put 50 bucks in the Celtics to win. It's third quarter. LeBron has 30 and all of a sudden the odds are X that he's going to get 42 and you place a bet real time right there that he's going to have this many points. And that's, I think, where the NBA is going with this partnership with what they're selling. Yeah, th- this is that's exactly it. You nailed it. It's that's entirely what this is about. And they're selling their data to make that a possibility, paving the way for those apps and in-game betting, you know, and, and however they want to take it with that. What I also think about this that's particularly good is by giving access to this sort of data, maybe it ensures a little bit more accurate lines to start with ahead of getting to that in-app betting, in the in the moment betting too, where we're kind of entering a bit of uncharted waters. We've seen scandals with this in in, in all over Europe, in soccer leagues at times, um, particularly Syria and Italy. We've seen college point shaving in um, basketball in the NCAA on multiple times. So having access to maybe some of this data makes the these lines a little bit safer and maybe makes the betters have more confidence since the NBA is going to be so involved with it. And also it's going to help them because they're going to get some revenue out of it. And right now this partnership's only with the MGM casinos and sports books, but it sounds like they want to kind of do this with others as well, other companies. So I don't think it'll just apply here. Maybe the specifics will be different, but this is just kind of largely them trying to control this as much as possible. It seems too. Yeah, they're they're really trying to make sure that their information is the final information, that it's not some other network that's trying to provide all of the statistics. They they were very careful to say that this isn't an exclusive partnership uh, right now. It's just that they are this is their current partner, and so there's there's more that could come. To your point about the point shaving and things like that. I think when you look at those point shaving scandals, the one common thread is that it's the casinos that recognized that the point shaving was happening. That's a very good point. The casinos, the sports books are the ones that say, why is all of a sudden $20,000 coming in on, you know, Butler to, to win? No one bets on Butler. And all of a sudden you, you, they start to understand that there are some irregularities in the betting patterns. They have all of that data. They are very, very, detail and their business the casino business it depends on accuracy and fairness if i'm a better and i'm betting on a sporting event i need to know that that is whatever's happening is an organic thing that's unsullied by an outside force that the whatever happens is happening and casinos will do whatever they can to protect that because that at the core is their business and if that goes away then who's going to bet on something that they think is rigged so they will be i think the front line in any sort of irregularity that might come up uh i know people are afraid of that i'm not because i think they will catch it they will spot it they will notify the nba and the authorities and that will result in something quicker than someone dropping a dime on a tim donaghy type that's you're like hey by the way this guy's doing this and you say oh I didn't realize that. And then you start, you don't need to wait for that rat. You don't need to wait for somebody to rat them out. The casinos will catch it very quickly. No, that's a good point. And also these guys are getting paid in professional players and there's kind of no reason for them to really partake 
or maybe risk their careers for anything like that as well. So I do think it's probably going to be a little bit safer than it would be, you know, at these smaller schools that tend to have had those point shaving scandals when those kids aren't making a lot of money. So I think that's a big thing too. This has larger ripples way further down the line though in the NBA. And you and I have talked about this with the BRI, those three letters, the basketball related income and how that affects the salary cap. Because if the NBA does get that percentage of money on every ticket or flat rate or whatever have you, all of a sudden this salary cap's going up and up and up again like we've seen it kind of do over the past couple of years. Yeah, I'm not expecting it to be too much money because no matter how much money is bet on the NBA, they still are looking at like 1% of that, and that 1% is going to get split between the owners and the players. And that 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 portion, that half a percent that gets split between the owners via the or the players via the the salary cap then gets split 30 times. So once you start splitting it down to those fine hairs, I think it might be when all is said and done a bump in a few million, which, hey, I think that could be a big difference. That could be a a mid-level exception versus not being able to sign somebody. So there will be an impact with this. I think that's going to be way down the road because this we're looking at a potential $25 million deal and 1% of that split in half and then split 30 more times so far right now is not going to make a huge impact. But eventually down the road, when if they get that percentage bigger, of the ticket, yeah. Right. If they get down to that point, eventually I think the NBA is looking at it as – another revenue source that that could bump up the cap by a couple million dollars like i said that's that's you know two three four five million dollars whatever that ends up being could be the difference between a team being able to sign a guy and not being able to sign a guy but what do you think about it in terms of if the NBA does do an official sports betting app, something like that, though, the worldwide effects on it? We know that the NBA is much more worldwide than, say, the NFL. So you have to figure that maybe further down the line. And this is just me speculating here. I'm not going off of anything. Sure. Because sure. You, I don't know. I'm now intrigued by this after what you just said, though, because I think that's where maybe you see it kind of explode a little bit. If you tap into those foreign markets and get them betting through your app and all of a sudden you're getting that percentage of revenue, I don't even know if that's a realistic possibility or the laws and everything that would be required for that which now the more i say it sounds really complicated but still i think in the short term you're right it's not going to make a ton of difference yet but i think there's long-term ramifications that not necessarily that you're going to see the cap spike out of control and you can probably there's ways to kind of fix all of that too but i think there is potential where this does maybe jump up more than we're expecting yeah look the nba could certainly get into the official gambling app of the NBA, like my NBA app on my phone. And next to it is the NBA sports betting app where they are just, or they farm out like, like NBA TV is Turner. Like they yeah, farm exactly. out the, the NBA app to FanDuel. I know FanDuel has a uh, casino or they do the sports book in one of the New Jersey casinos. Uh, they could, they, you know, somebody that already has an infrastructure to place and accept bets and they can get a bigger percentage of that. That is certainly a possibility. That's that we're getting into a lot of morality there. Like I sports betting. I don't like sports betting. I think it's very dangerous. I personally don't bet on sports other than the friendly wager between two friends every once in a while. Uh, Although I do, I am a blackjack player. Like I am a craps player. Like I like to go out and gamble a little bit, but 
So I'm not imposing any kind of wild morality on this, but I think it's one thing for the NBA to profit off of the gambling by providing its statistics and, and getting a percentage or a flat fee or whatever for doing that. It's another, and it may be a hazy line for some people. I'm not sure where I, I sit on this. I'm, I'm kind of like on the I don't like it side right now. If the NBA became a sort of casino, a clearinghouse for bets, it, that that kind of gets them into a business where I, yeah, I don't, they, they I don't might really also like. not want to get into that business. And yeah, it, it, you know, sometimes maybe keeping it simple is a better thing here. So we, again, we, we have a, a long ways to go to see how this plays out. I was just kind of spitballing off the top of my oh, head because sure. I was totally kind possible. of yeah, like I, all of a sudden you kind of hear the wheels spinning, and it's like I need to get involved in this. But no, that's a bad idea. Um, so before we wrap this section up, though, I'm a craps player too. What's your favorite bet there? Oh, I keep it simple, man. I mean, like I'll I'll go. Are you a don't pass guy? No, no, Thank no, no, God. no, 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 no. Everyone no. hates that no. dude. It's pass. It's pass line. It's field. It's it's hard way bets. You know, every once in a while a horn bet, but I, I don't go too crazy. I, I I try to keep it simple. Okay, no one likes the don't pass guy. You no. gotta. You, whenever I see him like opposite a table, not that I play craps a ton or a lot, I, I try and when I'm the shooter, throw the dice at his chips to kind of splash him and knock him <laughs> over, and that's my move because screw that dude. Um, no, no one likes you, don't pass guy. Exactly. Look quickly. I like blackjack. I like craps because they are the two community games where we're all trying to win. And and we're not playing against each other. It's not like poker where I'm trying to take your money. Like I like everybody trying to win. Everybody's happy. Everybody's having fun. So that's why I like those two games especially. So don't pass guy is really yeah, just screw it, that dude. Very antithesis to why I'm playing craps. Yeah, we're betters of the people here. Is gamblers of the people, I guess, is maybe <laughs> the way to put it. This is <laughs> this is this is why I like this dead period in the off season. Uh, and speaking of the dead period in the off season, look, some of these locked on NBA pods aren't going to be daily right now. There's just less to talk about. But there might be another team in your town or another team that you're a fan of, and I guarantee you, there's a locked on podcast for that. We've got a whole network of locked on NFL, locked on MLB. I think the trade deadline was just recently you probably want to know more about that with your favorite teams wherever you get your podcast from just search locked on whatever team and i promise you you will find a podcast that gives you the best information from the local experts all right john we've gotten longer for an off-season pod than we thought we were going to go so we get to end on a more fun note here Lakers, new uniforms that were unveiled today just in time for LeBron heading there, and I'm sure that's probably going to be the number one seller maybe in the NBA. Thoughts on the kind of – they're not new, just retooled uniforms maybe. Yeah, I like I like the classic look. I'm, I'm a big fan of the classic look, and obviously being a Celtics fan, we've had in Boston basically the same uniforms with minor tweaks since the beginning. And I, I'm fine with the alternates. Like they have the purple with the black piping down the side, which is fine. It's nice. It, I like, I like the white jerseys It's nice, clean, simple. I like nice, clean, simple jerseys, but this is a very classic Lakers look. It's, it's the look that when I see the uniform, it makes me in all of my Boston roots and glory say, I hate that uniform in the most complimentary way possible. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a great reaction, I think. You can't really ask for much more uh, when it comes to threads than really that from your opposing fans. And yeah, the kind of retro-ish look I really like, it harkens back to, you know, the best glory days that team has had. I'm from L.A. originally. I lived there for 18 years, so I went to college in New Orleans. So I grew up a huge Laker fan. So looking at those, man, it makes me really like it. Though I'm not a fan of the black on the purple. I'll be honest. I think that's my one complaint there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's just a little something different. Um, I, I can see why. I can totally see why. But um, it, it's a small – I think to me it's a small thing. I, if I were them, I would just wear the, the yellow and, you know, the, or the forum, the forum blue and gold, as there they like go. to say. Uh, and just wear those all the time. That should just be their home and road jerseys, Just just that one. Well, basically, you can do that now. It's not the the lights at home now that Nike's taken over, right? I think it's you yeah, can kind no, of just pick true. what you, you want, right? Wear, Nike kind of determines who's going to wear what and when. I, I I miss the days of just simple white white at home, dark on the road, and you mix in a couple of alter, alternates. Um, I'm hoping that Nike kind of fixes a few mistakes this upcoming season. I was not a fan of their jersey rollout last year. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what they've learned from the last year's mistakes. I think this is a good sign that they're they're at least hearing the people and kind of going back to a little bit of what what they are are calling for. So we'll see how they do moving forward. Yeah. Do you, so do you think that LeBron Lakers jersey is going to be the number one seller next year? Probably. Like I Probably. don't see anything that beats that, right? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, he's LeBron. It's the Lakers. The Lakers, I mean, are just – they always sell well anyway. So I think LeBron is just going to – that that's going to be number one for sure. Yeah, enjoy the extra money you guys don't need at all, Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, exactly. All right, that's going to do it for the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA. Hey, if you've got any topics you want us to cover on here, we are down to have some fun, get a little bit sillier with it. Now that we're not recapping free agency moves from the night before, previewing upcoming potential signings or anything like that, let's just enjoy this time before the season gets really underway. So as always on Wednesday, I'm your co-host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com. And I am John Corrales, co-host of the Locked On Celtics podcast. You can find me on Twitter in all my glory. All of my all my writing will be there. It's it's everywhere. So Reds Army underscore John. uh, Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with you all next week.